the ideal naming convention for Facebook advertising campaigns. This is the audio version for the blog post found at johnlumer.com naming. So the best advertisers are organized. They can easily and efficiently find any campaign, ad set, or ad that they want. And they can easily and efficiently uncover little hidden gems about their advertising to isolate what works and what doesn't. Now, the secret to accomplishing this, to becoming an organized and efficient Facebook advertiser, is found within the naming convention of your advertising campaign. If you don't have a naming convention, forget about it. You're just flying from the seat of your pants. But if the right information exists within the name of your campaigns, ad sets, and ads, Facebook custom ad reports become infinitely more valuable. The purpose of this post is to help you understand the qualifiers that need to exist within your naming convention so that you can become a more efficient advertiser. Note, little side note here, if you want to learn more about how you can master Facebook ad reports, make sure to sign up for the 2015 FB Mastery Workshops. We've got a whole day set aside for ad reports. Just go to johnlimmer.com slash masteryworkshops. Understanding why naming convention is important. All right, so let's say that you're running a Facebook ads report for the past 30 days to determine how well your campaigns have driven traffic to a particular client's website, and they have three websites. In order to do this, you'd need to focus only on the following. Campaigns associated with that particular client, campaigns associated with that particular client's single website, and campaigns with the clicks to website objective. You don't care about other clients. You don't care about that client's other two websites. And you don't care about campaigns run for page likes, post engagement, website conversions, or anything else other than clicks to website at this point. But when you load that report for the past 30 days, it includes a whole bunch of stuff. Following are things that you don't want to see. Campaigns for other clients. Campaigns for this client's other websites. Campaigns utilizing other objectives. So to limit what you see in this report, you'll need to do some filtering. That's done by clicking on the Add Filter button within the Facebook ad reports. So you can then uh, add filters for things like the name of the client, name of the website, and objective. If, a few examples of using filters that I've used and I, I show within um, the, the, the written version of this blog post, post is campaign name contains John Limmer Digital. Ad set name does not contain lookalikes. So in that case, it won't contain any uh, ad sets where I'm targeting lookalikes because I, I mentioned that within the, the uh, name of the ad set. Campaign name contains page likes. So I indicate the objective within that name. Now for more information on utilizing Facebook ad reports, take a look at a checklist that I created recently. If you go to johnlimmer.com reports dash checklist. Of course, these things won't work unless you're using a proper naming convention. An example of a poor naming convention, and one in a long list of reasons why you shouldn't boost a post, is found in your boosted posts. So here's an example of a campaign name, ad set name, and ad name of boosted post. The campaign name was post, colon, we have it all wrong when setting a Facebook ads, dot, dot, dot. That's it, because it was a promoted post, boosted post. And then the ad set name was the exact same thing. Post, colon, we have it all wrong when setting a Facebook ads, dot, dot, dot. Really no idea what this is about. And then ad name 
was post colon and then the link to that post and then it indicates to fans. And really these days it shouldn't even say that within the ad name but it does. Alright so I don't know nearly enough about this campaign. Of course since it's boosted I also know the options are limited. This is a prime example of the headaches you can cause yourself without an effective naming convention. Okay, so first of all, campaign name. The ideal campaign name will include the following qualifiers. Client name, page name, item promoted, objective, and other variations. So it looks something like this. Obviously, you can't see it within this audio version, but you'd replace each qualifier. All right, so now <laughs> kind of imagine this being horizontal. You got client name, dash, page name, dash, item promoted, dash, objective. That's it. That's the name of it. So note that a qualifier is only necessary, though, if you create campaigns with variations of that item. So, for example, if you don't take on clients, there's no need to reserve a spot for the client name. If you only manage one page, that may not be necessary either, though you may want to plan for expansion. So here's a real life example of a name of a campaign that's pushing users to a landing page for my Power Editor ebook with the end goal of a conversion. Really, really simple. All it is is nine ways ebook dash website conversions. Nothing else. I don't need anything else. So in this case, the name of my campaign is pretty simple. If I was running multiple campaigns for this ebook, it may be necessary to include the other variations qualifier as well to isolate the difference between this campaign and the others. All right, so next up is the ad set name. So quite a bit of variations can occur within an ad set, so expect the name of your ad sets to be more descriptive. Your ad set name could include details about any of the following. Daily or lifetime budget, scheduling, audience targeted, placement, optimization, pricing, and of course, other variations. Uh, it would look something like, like this and replace each qualifier. Again, you'd have to kind of imagine this. This will be horizontally uh, written. So whether or not it's a daily or lifetime budget, so it might say daily budget, dash, scheduling. So instead of scheduling, it'd be when it's running, dash, audience targeted. So maybe fans, dash, placement. So it could be newsfeed only, dash, optimization. So optimize for conversions, for example, dash pricing. So maybe you're using daily unique reach or CPC. You'd indicate that there dash and then the other variations. So once again, you'd only need to provide a qualifier if it's something that's likely to have a variation. For example, if you only use daily budgets, don't worry about qualifying that. So here's a real real life example of an ad set name. November 11th to 30th dash fans dash newsfeed dash optimize for website conversions dash optimize pricing so in this case the ad set is running from november 11th to 30th and we're targeting fans only within the newsfeed if i was targeting my website visitors during the past 30 days i would have used the wca 30 qualifier instead of fans if i were targeting uh, interests i would have used interests or if i targeted Lookalikes, that qualifier would have been lookalikes. Note that while the objective is website conversions, that doesn't mean it needs to be optimized for it. This is this ad set is, however. So instead of optimized for website conversions, I could have used any of the following. Daily Unique Reach, CPC, or CPM. 
and I chose to let Facebook optimize the pricing. But I could have also set the amount of conversion is worth to me. So in that case, my final qualifier would have clarified the value of my conversion like this. Conversion value equals $5, for example. Now, once again, if any additional variations need to be addressed regarding your ad set, specify them within the name. All right, so next up is the ad name. The ad name tends to be a bit more simple, particularly if you're promoting an existing post. Here are the qualifiers to consider. Inline post, promoted post, or unpublished post. Obviously, that would be only when you're promoting some sort of post. And then copy details and imagery details. It would look something like this, and you replace each qualifier. Imagine horizontally, you've got inline post, promoted post, or unpublished post. You just enter one of those, dash, copy details, so whatever you have to specify about the copy, dash, and then imagery details. For the first one, you simply, simply indi indicate which of the post types you're promoting, if that's what you're doing. So for the second and third, you'd outline the specifics to help you understand the copy and imagery used, particularly if there are variations. Real life example would look like this. Um, if it would be inline post dash power editor is essential quotes, right? So that's, that's the, the copy I'm using dash orange face image. Number one, I guess only I know what that means. However, it could be much simpler than this. If you simply promoted a post, thereby eliminating the possibility of variations, your only ad name qualifier may be just promoted post. Even in that case, you may prefer to include some copy and imagery details, but it's really up to you. So now it's your turn. Keep in mind that there isn't necessarily a right and wrong naming convention. In fact, I used to be even more specific in the past. Previously, I'd include all qualifiers from the campaign within the ad set and ad names as well. I just find that to be overkill since you will always see the name of the campaign when viewing the ad set or ad. So what naming convention do you use for your campaigns? Is there anything to add? Let me know in the comments. Go to johnlimmer.com slash naming.